Thank you for tuning in for this week's episode. I am your host, Cecia Falcon, and welcome to Parenting in Queens. This podcast is dedicated to all parents doing their very best to raise their children in the midst of all the noise. Listen to everyday stories from parents who are truly making a difference in their children's lives, workspace, and community. I hope that these stories inspire you to make this parenting journey much more memorable and enjoyable. In this episode, we will listen to another birth story by Nao. She's an amazing mom. But before we dive into our episode, I would love to shout out our reviewer of the week. And the name is Anushe Hashu. The title is Love the Podcast. And she says, As a parent, every day we learn something new. And listening to parenting stories really makes me think and learn new things. Thank you for having it. And it's good we have to share our stories to people who really care and love. Thank you so much, Anusha. So please, if you're listening to this episode, I would love for you to leave a review. I love listening to them and listening to the feedback. So now we can tune in to our new episode. Thank you so much for listening. Okay, so for today's episode, I'm with Nao. And she's one of our clients from With Recare. And I was able to contact her through my midwives, Sharon Carol. And she's going to share with us a little bit about her birth story with her daughter. Now she's three and a half, yes. right? So can you tell us a little bit about why you chose a home birth? When we were early, I think mid-20s, we got to watch um, Business of Being Born, which is a famous documentary about midwives in New York. And... Um, that, you know, like, uh, taught us so much about birth and, uh, about the choices we can make. Before that, we did not know such an, such option is there. Like, I thought, you know, people give birth at hospitals, but after watching that, it made sense that birth, pregnancy is not sickness, so why do you have to go to hospital? <laughs> this It's not a treatment we need, you know? So um, that's why we immediately after watching, we thought that's an option for us and that's what we want. And uh, since we watched it together, my husband and I, so we together felt really confident too that um, this is what we want. Um, and then uh, and then a couple of years later, I, I got to be pregnant. So um, we actually didn't know how to start the process, but I had a... Um, I have a friend whose daughter-in-law chose home birth, and um, so so my friend, um, she's a little older than me, but she's in her 80s already, but um, uh, I had to contact her and um, ask her for, because you know how in this culture and in this country, you have to have uh, like you go to a doctor and they introduce you to another doctor I thought that's how it happened so I went to my doctor and I was like I want to do a home birth and he looked at me crazy he was like why how <laughs> okay like you know he would like, refer you refer, to a midwife yeah. I understand so um of course that was not the case so I was already stuck there so I had to ask this um 
uh, my friend's daughter-in-law for uh, like how do I start the process and she was like oh go search you know and then start contacting them directly and I was like oh wow that's how you do it <laughs> it's a so, different world yeah. yeah it was a different world um, so as soon as I, I got that response I think I was in like um like around eight weeks when I started to reach out to a couple of midwives and um, Cheryl and Kara were the first one that I or my husband and I interviewed together yeah it's so uh, to me it's so amazing that your husband just went bored with it so quickly because usually it's like the women and then trying to make the like convince the husband to be on the same side so was were you guys exposed to it um at all like about not here in the united states but maybe in japan like about more of a natural home birth not too much they they're uh they do it in japan too but we didn't have like close friends or people that we know who chose that option so it, it was more like we don't like the hospital we, we both do not enjoy the hospital environment where you know like random people i mean they're nurses and doctors but you don't really know them and they just walk in and out and they check you they touch you the the room is really bright and the smell is very chemical uh because we've been trying to live um as natural as possible so like at home i don't keep um, harsh chemicals but um so i think that because of those reasons it was easy for us to welcome the idea yeah, so there was no convincing necessary. It was it was like we both were exposed together, and then that minute we we're like, we should do that. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. And did you? Because most of the time, whenever we choose something different like yeah. this, um, we try to keep it away like as a secret. Did you? Did you? Was okay. it the same for you? Um. Well, luckily, um, the friends I have. Um, we're all into like homeopathic medicines and like they don't like go to go into like the western doctors they go to like acupunctures and so they're they're exposed to those already so it wasn't um uh it wasn't I, I didn't feel like they thought I'm crazy when I said I'm I'm really interested in this yeah okay so yeah. that was that was nice yeah it was really great and also to parents um, yeah, was, how did you, yeah, how did your parents react? <laughs> because, um, I, we, we didn't get to, like, um, you know, check the fine details, but I think my husband's family thought we we're doing this option because we cannot afford to go to a hospital. <laughs> okay, and it's usually the opposite, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, So, so, um, they were like, are you, are you, do you need money? Like, are you financially okay? So, like, they did not know that it was actually more expensive to choose this route. Yes. Um, but we didn't really announce that, like, it's not, like, it was more, like, for our, um, comforting and health reasons that we're choosing. But when, when we, when my mom-in-law said, are we financially okay? Like, I, I could immediately think, like, oh, she she probably thinks. <laughs> right, because, yeah. Well, yeah, that's very reasonable thing yes. to, to think. Because yeah. before, of course, that was the time. Yeah. That's so funny. And because and, America is known for, like, very pricey hospital right. services. So, Insurance, um, everything. It's yeah. very expensive. <laughs> That's but so um, idea-wise, um, they were not against, and also because like um, my mother's 
parents were also born at home. It's that generation that they didn't have, they didn't go to hospital to give birth. So, um, and because those generations were still there, so I, I think it wasn't a shock to them. Okay, yeah. that's very good. Yeah. So you felt a little bit more of a support in, within your yeah, circle like of friends. Yeah, like a neutral, yeah. I mean, from France, very supportive, but from family, it was neutral. Like, they're not against, they're not really, like, like yay, home birth, like, they're not too supportive. Excited, but it's, right. it's okay. Yeah, it but was, as long as they didn't, like, they, yeah, try to convince you no. out of it, basically. Yeah. That's very good. So you were mentioning that, um, you know, you're from Japan, and... Your husband's also from Japan. And how did you meet? Oh. Because before talking, you said that you guys live different in different areas of away yes. from Japan. So how did you guys meet? So um, I went to an international school in New York City where um, the school provided an extra curriculum Japanese class in the after school, like once a week. And he didn't go to that high school when he came to New York, but he came to that specific class to um, study mother tongue Japanese. Um, and that's where we met. <laughs> so we met in high school. Oh, wow. Yeah. So how long have you guys known each other? Uh, so, um, like, since, like, 17. <laughs> wow. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah. That's very good. So yeah. you guys are going through everything together. Yeah, yeah. So you guys met in New York City. Yes, we met in New York City. Okay. Yeah. And how was uh, planning, like, the wedding? Because I know... Oh, uh, did we you did guys go very... to Japan? No, so we had visa issues. It's, it's so not uh-huh. romantic. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because of our visa status, we could not leave the country. Um, so... Um, so we just we just decided to go to Hawaii because that we thought it was like the most romantic place <laughs> in the country. <laughs> it is. It's very yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. It was beautiful. So and we can do like honeymoon there too. So, right. So we did like a very quick one, like dry, and then just go to city hall like after we come back and celebrate it. Um. Um. So the family flew over. Well, so it was like later on they came and like we had dinner together, but it wasn't like the like huge ceremony we did it was like a quick like just get the paper done (laughs) yes but sometimes those kind of marriages work a lot better like i've known so many people that you know they already know like they want to get married and they don't make like a this huge party or anything like that they make something small yeah their marriage lasts for a long time (laughs) um so i'm sorry to um go back to uh, the home birth so how was your pregnancy um like because for to qualify for a home birth you need to be healthy you know a low risk um, yeah, person so. so how did you take care of yourself well um uh, i mean before pregnancy i made sure my I, i'm as healthy as possible so i did a lot of cleansing and also like i, I exercised um regularly so i was not you know um and i I kept my diet very natural um nothing like i'm I'm sure i had processed food here and there but i tried it to avoid as much as possible and also like sugar um yeah those things i avoided so um that's what i kept also when i was pregnant too so um I, I think those helped me a lot, yeah. What was, like, something, like, a typical 
day of like eating would be like like what was your breakfast or lunch oh, so, or dinner um, for us um Uh, well, it's a long story if I say everything, but I, I met a healer before I got pregnant. Okay. Who introduced me to um, GAPS diet. It's G-A-P-S. Oh, do you, do you know? Yeah, oh, I know okay. a little bit. Um, so, um, and she is a healer who, um, a lot of her clients are families whose children are injured from, like, chemicals and vaccinations. It's really sad, but she she uh, treats them amazingly, and, and she... I mean, that's the whole uh, reason the GAPS diet was, like, introduced. So, um, so uh, even though I did not have health issues, I thought it's good to follow the diet since it cures our gut, which is, like, the core to our health. So, uh, and the, the biggest thing, I mean, there are two biggest um, elements of the GAPS diet. One is the bone broth, homemade, homemade bone broth. Uh, and the other one's fermented food. So um, from, I think, like two or three years before pregnancy, I was uh, I started to do those. Uh, my husband and I, like, he makes it too. Um, oh, wow. So my, my breakfast is usually uh, a broth that we make it into miso soup uh, uh, with eggs, like, um, like poached eggs or, like, egg drops or, like, whatever you like. Um... Yeah, and then um, a little, like, side, like, fermented um, sauerkraut or something like that. Very simple. Yeah. Yeah, I think once you know, like, learn how to make bone broth, either chicken or beef, whatever. It's really easy, yeah. Then you can just make anything. Yeah, yeah. From there, like, soups or, like you said, have breakfast. Yeah. So it's... Uh, do you still continue yeah, to yeah, do I bone do. broth? Yeah, we, we make, I think... Um, like twice a week or something we use this huge uh pot um with filtered water and then um bunch of bones that we buy like we buy like chicken feet <laughs> from this um uh, uh market in union square that they handle the chickens very amazingly and um and we put like vegetables like onions celeries carrots and anything that we feel like we want to put it in and yeah and just uh the, the important part is make sure it's cooked for more than 24 hours so that when it when you um after it reaches the room temperature when you turn off the heat and then you put it in the fridge and it the the soup will gel so that's that's what cures our god so yeah So even though you were having a healthy lifestyle, the caps diet really helped you to be a lot, you know, a lot healthier. Yeah. And then you were able to um, get pregnant, you think? Yeah. Okay. Cause, I mean, I've really read all about it because I think in all, for, I'm come from Peru, so mm -hmm. in our cultures we use a lot of like stock and yeah. things like that, and we call it caldo. Like the the soup, and then we make everything. So now there's a an awakening, right, for yes. all people like trying these things. Yeah, traditional foods coming yeah, back. It's yeah, it's coming back. Do you remember um, what else you did that was different from your pregnancy that maybe like would stand out to anyone listening? Well, so um, uh, about fermented foods, like I make sauerkraut, kvass, also uh, yogurt. Um, in GAPS um, diet, they recommend you to do, uh, so usually store-bought uh, yogurt 
has been fermented like five six hours but they the gap side recommends more than 24 hours for this too because it breaks down casein the the milk protein which is hard to digest so um i started to make homemade yogurt um yeah it's it's really good yeah it is it's easy because it sounds intimidating no it's not but i you know once you try it you just like heat it up and then it has to be at a certain temperature and then come back to another temperature and then you mix it with it's not even that right uh, no what i do is just pour milk Uh a tablespoon of yogurt like a starter right and then like shake it a little and I have this um, yogurt maker, like it, it looks like a UFO thing that came with little jars, but okay. I'm not using those little jars. I, I use like um, the the mason jar, like the half gallon, the big one. Okay. Um, so that's where I put the milk and the starter and just leave the, the jar on, on this UFO, like the base that heats it up. Okay. And just forget and about it? it for like a day and come back. It's done. And it's done. It's oh, done. Wow. Like everything I do is very, very easy. So because other than otherwise, I, I won't be able to continue. You know, I make sure those are re- very like simple steps and not like strenuous and yes. yeah. Because <laughs> anyone listening, like, oh, I I really don't have time to be in the kitchen and cooking, but like. Like you mentioned, like the stock, you just put everything in the pot yeah, and, then and you, forget it too. you forget about it until yeah. like the next day yes. and you strain it. And then you have yeah. all these things that you can create during the week right. and then the yogurt would be fine. I think the sauerkraut would be the one that would be a little bit more Not time because really. you have to cut it. Oh, I Vitamix it. Pulse, pulse, oh, pulse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see, I'm learning all these tips. <laughs> So you do it with the pulse, yeah, with pulsing. the food processor. And if you, you don't have, have to vitamins. chop like like a little smaller, you mm-hmm. can't just put like a whole chunk of um, cabbage. I think they have to be like a little hand size. But yeah, pulsing a couple times and then put it in the container. I I again use the mason jar, the big one that the white moth, so my hand can go in. So you just put the whole cabbage in, um, and salt and a little water. Um, the salt has to be three percent of the weight of the the cabbage, so you have to control that. But other than that, it's it's very simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very. Those are very good tips. So you used to do a lot a lot of that um, cleansing before um, getting Pregnancy, pregnant, and yeah. once you got pregnant, you just introduced it. You just continued yeah, to I do it because continue. it's still very beneficial. Yes. Um, once, what was, like, how was your first trimester, like? It was the I easiest thing. Yeah? I, I kept forgetting I was pregnant until, like, <laughs> I was, like, 20-something weeks. Like, sometimes I'll, like, run up the stairs to catch a train. I'm like, I feel heavy. I wonder why. Oh, yeah, I'm pregnant. Like, you would forget. <laughs> yes. Wow. It was, I didn't have any nausea. I mean, there are a couple moments when, like, I smell something and it, it made me a little, like, uncomfortable. But other than that, I did not have any um pregnancy symptoms <laughs> that's great i know someone like that um that she was like like you like no symptoms just a little bit tired at the end yeah and that was it yeah. it's I'm like you're meant to have babies <laughs> because you know most of us do feel like a lot yeah. different than that that experience so once you uh, were reaching your you know the end of the trimester was there anything that like, you wanted to prepare for postpartum? Because I that's the stage I'm in right now. Like okay. I think I want I need to prepare like the bomb broth and well, like food yeah. in advance just in case. It was more like uh, 
I, I knew that I could trust my husband because he helps me do those things. Okay. Like, we do it together. Um, bone broth, he does it mainly. I just okay. kind of, like, watch him, I guess. <laughs> Remind him. Make yeah, sure. like, hey, it's running out. <laughs> or sometimes he knows it's running out. <laughs> um, so, um, because I knew that we're not getting so much help from families in Japan. Like, it's it's a long flight to come yes. here. And then plus, it's expensive to stay. My place is just one-bedroom apartment. So, I couldn't, ha- like, ask them to stay here, like, here for, like, a month. You know, it was, like, a one week from each family. So, um, knowing that my husband can handle those things uh, was very, like, crucial. So that, like, because I know I won't be so mobile. And I don't want to be too mobile like a day after birth so knowing that he can you know do those things yeah. that's great and was it something that you guys talked about or because your relationship has been you know established for so long you just assumed yeah it just happened i mean he like <laughs> this is so funny um um so the day after so, so i think uh, my daughter was born like close to midnight and the next morning, I couldn't move so much, but I was laying down on the couch with the ba- my baby. And he's doing something in the kitchen, but like, I'm just too tired to be aware of, like, to, to be conscious of what exactly he's doing. And and then I realized he's actually, uh, like, he took care of my placenta. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so w- did you do anything with the placenta? Well, so he cut it up, like, he, he like, cut it like, like, how do you say, like, there's different parts, apparently. Okay. I didn't get to see it so much, so I don't okay. know, but there's, like, a skin covering it, and then the cord, like, he separated them all, and then he's, he, like, saved some for, like, uh, freezer, like, the fresh ones that we decided to put in, like, the juice, I mean, the smoothie for my postpartum, but, um, a lot of it I wanted to keep for my menopause, because that's the best, um, I guess stabilizer for a menopause oh, wow. hormone. Yeah, when when you go through like a crazy hormone Very change, the yeah. placenta works. Yeah. I, never, I always hear like after birth, like yeah, after people encapsulated. Yeah, but never heard for. So he he for like, that. I guess chop it up or like I think he 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 like sliced them thinly and then put it in the oven at low temperature so they're like dehydrated. I think he did it for a couple hours, like five or six hours, and then after that he vitamixed it and made into powder like he did all that <laughs> and, and I you were not just know. laying there yeah <laughs> but that's awesome yeah so um, so does he always love the kitchen i guess he, doesn't he just have did a it for you oh yeah he doesn't have a choice i mean, I, I love to say he, he loves the kitchen <laughs> or we love the kitchen but i i think yeah there's no, there's no choice yes. you gotta do it yeah you have to do it so tell me a little bit about like the delivery. You said she was born midnight. Like when did the construct uh, contractions start? Well, so this is a tricky part um, because we didn't go to hospital. I don't know how to like know like okay, this is the start of the the birth. Like, right, it's tricky. The start of labor. Yeah, start of the labor. Um, uh, I woke up the in the morning like like three four a.m. and to go to the bathroom and I think I, I saw blood so as soon as I saw blood I was like okay that's the mucus plug I'm probably giving birth in a couple hours so I decided to just like stay asleep for it as long as, long as possible so wise <laughs> yeah <laughs> go to um, sleep yeah so and then I, I had this like don't bother me like 
like I guess aura. So my my husband just left me alone for that day, and then I think it's it started to um, not painful, but like I I um, you know the Braxton Hicks or the the pressure I it got bigger. I think close to noon. Um, but we we were not sure if that's the day or like what to do. But mm-hmm. I was still comfortable. I could talk. You know, it wasn't painful. So, um, and then I think around like three, four in the afternoon, um, it started to go more um, stronger. So we decided to you know, um, I think talk to our doula uh, and in the and in, in the midwives. Um, Carol was the one that day, and I, we kept telling, like, we're not too sure, and, and she was like, what makes you think you're not, you know, like, this isn't it, and I was, and we were like, oh, because we don't know how it's supposed to feel, like, like, we're so confused, and one, one reason was, uh, my, my contractions are in my, like, when we started to time it, it was all chaotic, like, like, 20, 30 minutes apart, and then 10 minutes, like, it wasn't, like, the the textbook yeah so um but it was definitely getting stronger so i think around five-ish my doula came and checked us out and she happens to laura she she works for the midwife so the communication was smooth i think she called um carol that uh like it seems like it so around 6 p.m uh carol came and and uh checked me i think like take the blood pressure you know like see how the cervix is I, I, I forgot how many centimeters it was open but um it was still like six-ish and I could still I could feel that like <clears throat> it's gonna take a while so I asked them to go have dinner and I think they left for like an hour but <clears throat> in that like hour like I started to kind of feel like it's like I'm like semi-pushing I wasn't sure, like, like uh, my body... Something wanted to come out. Yeah, like, my body was, like, doing something different. Okay. So we asked them to come back around 7 p.m. <clears throat> and then I think I broke my water, like, 8, 8, 8.39-ish. And the pushing was the hardest thing. It's very funny. It's comical. It's <laughs> I, not I, comical. No, no, it's very comical. I was laughing while I was going through that. Oh, my gosh, um, Because, because <clears throat> um... Uh, yeah, continue. Yeah, I was pushing funny because that's the hardest thing. Yeah, and <clears throat> the hardest part was my, my contractions were apart, like ten minutes apart sometimes. Okay. So, like, I felt like I had made a pro- uh, progress, but then, like, because of that time in between, like, I felt like the baby's going back a little. So yes, I had to, I had to true. continue like for a long time. But the funniest part was I, I was using the wrong muscle to push. Um, so Carol was like, you're, 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 um, you're doing the, like, you're using a wrong muscle, you have to use the one you use when you're constipated for pooping, and, and I've never okay. been constipated in my life, oh my <laughs> but I was pooping all over Not the place. Not even pregnant? Nothing? No, I didn't have any, like, oh. still now, like, I don't know what that is. Okay, <clears throat> and, so that was the wrong thing to say to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the funny thing is I was pooping all over, like, okay. as I pushed... Like a lot of poops were coming out, but then the baby wasn't, and I wasn't sure which muscle to use. So I was, I was laughing. Okay, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, this is not the right hole. <laughs> yes. 
and I'm fishing and the poop is coming out but not the baby and so like Carol had to like uh, kind of put her fingers in me and then be like these are the, the muscles <laughs> so every time the contraction happened I, was, I had to ask her to come back like I was like could you could you point to that muscle <laughs> yeah so well you got a lesson <laughs> yeah there. and then also like finding the the position birth position okay. was also a little bit tough for us like i tried a many <clears throat> guess positions and it didn't work it didn't it didn't feel right so mm-hmm. but laura my doula was the one who um suggested this uh position where like my husband was sitting on the couch and 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 i squatted like reclining on him like in between his um legs as he held my weight and that worked really great um so yeah my daughter was born that way (laughs) like three minutes before the due date so oh wow that's amazing so once she came out and how, how did you feel like once you like it's over you know like what was do you remember any of the thoughts that came at that time Oh, I just remember, like, like, wow, like that was a lot, a lot of work. Like, it wasn't so much pain; it's more like a lot of work. Yeah. And because I was confused with the muscle issue and f- uh, figuring out the the position, like, I think we, I took a lot of detours. Um, yeah, because you're trying, you know, you're trying to figure out like what works best, and when you feel uncomfortable, it's like, no, let's just do something else. Yeah. So it is, it, I mean, it is a lot of work, and uh, did you feel, like, empowered afterwards, like, I could do anything attitude, or were you just, like, too tired? Oh, I was so tired, I was like, oh, let me let me rest. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I can go to sleep now. Yes. <laughs> How was um, the experience, like, after, you know, you delivered with the midwives like how did they take care of you afterwards oh they're they're wonderful like um they stayed in touch um i could text them anytime and now with you know new technology like i could take photos and and tell them like is this normal like those things but um they're very supportive and that that's one of the reasons why i chose um midwives over doctors like i i don't think you can really bother a doctor at 3 a.m in the morning with you know photos of like your bloody pad or something (laughs) yeah it's very true they they really have a touch for what they do yeah so much love and you cannot get that service or you know that quality Mm. of care any anywhere because as long as like the baby's born they just worry about the baby and like you're supposed to walk and do all these things yeah and they don't have patience because i know my sister she went through the she's older than me and she went through the whole hospital thing and it's great because that's what she wanted for her but like how she was taking taking care of like those two yeah. three days in the hospital it was very traumatizing yes like, I for think her so. yeah so i understand that part um so you mentioned that they would you know take care of you afterwards by answering your questions and how was having a doula during the process also helped you? Um, we we needed her because she was the one who suggested this position that without it, like, I, I'm sure it took longer or maybe I would have ended up in the hospital because of two long hours of pushing or, you know. <clears throat> so, um, and also she, uh, she takes photos too. So, uh, uh, like, at the end we have 
photos of the the process too so it was just like I I just I loved it yeah yeah that yeah. was so nice and how was your how did you take care of your, of your postpartum did you have any um advice from mom like to take well, to do certain things well in Japan they say um try to rest for the the hundred days after so that's about three months and <clears throat> because other than otherwise um you uh when you have when you hit menopause it, it'll be t very chaotic <clears throat> so um I mean that's a very common knowledge in Japan so um I tried to just take it easy like let my husband you know help me with like cooking and cleaning and yeah yeah and was there something because I've heard that I don't know you'll tell me if it's true when you give birth afterwards like having the bomb broth works but also like you guys eat a lot of eggs yeah and like salmon like fatty oh, yeah, fish, like fish for like yeah. you know to help you recover yeah nothing too <laughs> cold no, nothing cold. oh yeah um i mean i think eat seasonal is the answer if it like if you give birth in the summer i think eating something like salad that makes sense because you don't want to be too hot right <clears throat> Those vegetables that grow, like, above the ground are meant to, you know, up make our body cooler. So, I think if we eat, like, there's no tomatoes growing in the winter. So, like, if you stay with seasonal food, um, I think it does the best for the body and okay. mind. Yeah. So, you, was there any activities you weren't supposed to do during those 100 days? Uh, well, yes. And, like, like um, I was doing yoga when I was pregnant. Um, I didn't start for like a while. I think like I started. In, I mean, um, my uh, I gave birth in March. I think I started going like in July. So for a while, um, I wasn't exercising. It was really just resting, taking it easy. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. And how was your breastfeeding journey? Because I know like one of the benefits of having this natural birth is that breastfeeding tends to go a little easier. But um, it's not always the case. So, how was your experience with breastfeeding? It was tough for me because um, uh, I think it's a combination of my my daughter had a tongue tie. Okay. And also, I think um, like my my nipples, I think, were like smaller, or it's, mm -hmm. like it just the, the <clears throat> um, it, we we weren't like the best match for the breastfeeding. Um, so the first couple months, um. Like, I was bleeding a lot through my breast. And I was having, like, um, the... You know when, like, it's, like, a cloggish? Yes. Yeah, or, like, the, like the the like the, the milk stuck in the nipple. Like, you can see the, the clot. Yes. Yeah, like, those things were happening a lot. So I was getting fever easily because of the lymph nodes so close to the oh, breast. Wow. So uh, I did not have the best experience. Like, it was more painful. The breasts, the breastfeeding and the breast issues were so much more painful than the birth. And it's more complicated. Um, yeah. I think the tongue tongue tied is what makes it so bad. Did you find out early on that she had a tongue tie or was it afterwards? Well, like I think we um we knew there was some kind of issue because I was having such a bad like the first two weeks, like I I really had trouble breastfeeding. But um the doctor I think took him like three, four weeks to diagnose her, like, okay, she might have a tongue tie. Um let's like like go see a specialist you know 
And then she had that procedure to the clip procedure, the... Yeah. yeah, so I um, around, like, four months after, it was getting easier. But until then, like, a lot of... Like, I would do the, the pumping and see, like, the red tints from my blood. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And how did you overcome that? Because it's such a, like... You're in such an emotional state. Yeah. And, you know, you, you gave birth and then it's supposed to go smoothly, but then it's is not and yeah. then you have all these hormones yeah trying and then to the regulate it's like every two hours like it's yeah. not like you do it and then have a rest for like another day like it wasn't that way so it was very very um yeah it was dramatic very very i was really stressed out i think and also because i didn't want to use um the formula i think i bought a can just to feel um like a like an escape in my mind and in my kitchen but i i'm so glad i never used it um because i really wanted to do pure breast milk um feeding so because it's it's as natural as it can get and and the benefits are just so amazing so um yeah i'm I'm grateful for myself that i get i got to do it even though i was going through such a horrible was was there any um like mentally did you put yourself like this is my only option or was there was there a turning point for you to say you know like kind of because you said you were helpful for yourself that you got through it was there anything like helped you through it because um, I could imagine that that was probably really just difficult. my stubbornness I think. Stubborn. <laughs> yes I decided this I'm gonna go through with it. <laughs> like, yeah. And then also support from like my husband and my family. Like they were there and they understood the the issue. Like I had to ask, um how do you call those oh I'm forgetting that <clears throat> the people who help you with breastfeeding, the The lactation. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had to hire her come like two or three times and my family are very supportive. Like they, they understood that and Okay, yeah, so that was so very good. The combination of like the Both. support and, and my Your decision. <laughs> yes. Now, uh, so after the procedure was done, then I'm guessing it was a lot easier. It didn't change immediately after. Mm-hmm. I felt like because she was growing up, and that also like you know like they're getting a little bit bigger. So like I feel like the combination of her growth and then the procedure and then also maybe I was getting used to it too mm-hmm. yeah so it took a while like three four months and how long did you breastfeed for uh two and a half and did you do like, like three yeah was it were you the lucky one that she stopped on her own or did you try to stop her because sometimes when they go longer it takes um, some trick to it to stop I I think um I think we just like we had a discussion like maybe next month it's we're stopping maybe like next week like we we introduced it slowly and then even though we decided like okay today's the last day um like a couple days later she wanted to come back and I didn't say no like I just let her um so that's why like two and a half was the the like a milestone but then it, it kept going for a couple like month after like randomly oh, no, no. yeah um yeah so um it was very like slow transition i think okay. like gentle too that's very good yeah. so now she's three and a half and we were talking about a little bit about you know you guys diet is very natural 
Uh, what were like her first foods that you introduced to her? Oh, so those are very. Um, it's not conventional at all. I hope no one will like report us. <laughs> um, so Russell Price Foundation and the Gaps Diet they recommend feeding um, eggs, raw egg yolk, and also like <clears throat> raw liver. <laughs> Chicken liver, um, so we we did that. You tried both; those yeah. were her first. Yeah, and then the bone broth, like we we mixed the bone broth. Um, yeah, and yeah, th- those were like the f- very first foods that we gave to her. And afterwards, um, how did you start? Because I know I have the book also, and I, okay. I the same thing I did with my son. Oh, wow. Um, and I did I do notice a little bit of a difference that like he eats this variety of foods now that he's three but he now chooses like what he wants it's still healthy but yeah. he chooses like sometimes he doesn't want this or he doesn't want that so how, how is now toddlerhood for well she loves daughter? to eat like that's the main reason she's living almost like i say food it's like this will be served soon and then she just stops like behaving you know badly or something so it's really funny <laughs> that's so funny yeah it's great because my husband and I we love to eat too so like I'm lucky that our um toddler is that way the funniest thing is sometimes like at a restaurant we have to ask the server to take away the food so she stops eating oh. <laughs> because she's just eating too much I'm like please take these away I don't want to feed her more <laughs> yeah it was very good thank you but yes. that's it it's a nice. yes um, what are her favorite foods? Black and bland. Oh, really? Rare. That's so if it's good. not rare, she'll complain. Oh, wow. <laughs> so she has a taste for that. Yeah. Well, those are the foods we're... Like, we haven't given her macaroni and cheese. I think it's really common here. I haven't given it to her yet. I actually don't make that at home, so that's one reason. Um, two and a half was when we started to feed her with little grain like bread and rice but those are all still like um home, like homemade so like her first bread was that um we we started bringing her to uh brooklyn waldorf schools parent and child um class that where they actually bake the bread together so that was the first bread so we we're really like that whole you know, opportunity was just wonderful. It's yeah, fun. yeah, that's so good. And um, now that she's three, you mentioned that uh, you having a different. It's a different lifestyle from you know having a newborn. Yeah. So, what is your routine like with her now? Oh, um, right now she's going to a nursery school. So, um, um, in the morning, um, e- either my husband or I take her to the school after breakfast, and then she she's there till three. And then uh, she goes to bed at 6 still. So as soon as she gets home, like 3.30, 4-ish, she has her dinner. And then takes a shower, like bedtime routine, then goes to sleep by 6. So it's it's very simple. But uh, we keep the rhythm, the same rhythm every day. Even on weekends, she, she like, we, we, we try to um, let her go to bed at 6. Yeah. Okay, so... Now that she's going to um, nursery school, how did you, was it a hard transition for you that she's going away from you? Or was it like, yes, It was great. yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do, like, while well, the time that she's well, away? Right now, it's a little, because um, it just, 
it's been like from middle of September, so it has it has been just a little bit more than a month. But there's so many things that um, at her nursery school that parents can be involved in, and and um, I ended up being involved in so many things. So now I'm trying to like see, like okay, how do I you know, in, like it start start to like introduce my time and That's this true. yeah. So I'm I'm still trying to figure out. Um, Yes. <laughs> it's so true when whenever we get a little bit of time we put more tasks to yes. do than what we had before. Yes. So it's great that you're getting, you know, your the time to be at the nursery school and participating, but now it's yeah. I guess transition for you to find yeah. some time for yourself and like kinda get back to Yes you know your own time is there anything that besides um you mentioned that you do yoga for yourself that you try to you know take care of your body is there anything else that you would like to share with us that you do like for your mental health or meditation or oils or anything like that the types of meditation i do is a little bit different um uh um the one so that was taught by the healer that um I met before pregnancy and um we do it like by standing and really it's like scanning our body and sometimes through that like we see you know memories from the past like we almost go through the memory again so like we we try to let the body go through it and see how the body you know reacts to it sort of so it's not like a focus like like Zen meditation. Okay. So yeah. do you need to go somewhere to do that, or you Somewhere do the scanning quiet. for your like you do it on your own? Like yeah. they teach you the techniques how to do yeah. it. Is there something like do they say that you have to you know think about your day or see where it's painful? Like how how yeah, does it work? Yeah, you can do it that way too. Like let's say something is painful, you can focus on that pain. Like why is it? Why is the body reacting that way? What is it trying to say? Because, <clears throat> um, um, like, let's say it could be because of a posture that you're having that you're pulling some muscle or, you know, putting too much pressure on some, some location in the body. So why are you in that posture? Like, why why is your body and mentally, like, why are you, why is it necessary for you to be in that posture? So, but it's not really reasoning logically it's more um like letting the body open up and share those instead of like you thinking and kind of um dissecting you know like your movement or like it it does it it shouldn't require using your brain too much like that's the whole purpose of, it's more filling it out yeah but that takes a lot of practice how yeah. long do you do it for and when Oh, um, I like to do it before I go to sleep. Um, it depends, but like 15 minutes. Yeah. So you just put a timer? No, just like, um, like, um, no, I I just know like, okay, that was enough, sort of. Okay, so you feel like it's done. Yeah. And that's usually around 15 minutes or so. Yeah, usually I get exhausted, so. Okay, that's very good. I never heard of that. I always thought of, I only heard of like the breathing. Yeah. saying some mantra and stuff like that but really analyzing your body and your thoughts that would be very helpful well thank you so much for your time and coming here to see me and i really appreciate your you know your story and all the tips you have given us thank you thank you
Now's approach to parenting may seem very complicated in our lives because of all the natural things that she does, but in this episode she broke it down that it's so doable and that could actually save us time and it can also improve the health of our children and ourselves as well. So thank you so much now for all the wisdom uh, of not just sharing your birth story, but also sharing about tips on how to live healthier lives. And if you're listening, thank you so much for all the time you have given me to listen to this episode. And please, if you can follow us on Instagram at Parenting in Queens, if you'd love to be featured in one of our episodes, just send me a message. Have a wonderful week. Thank you so much again.